0: Oh Sports
3: Radio, FM. The
0: what a
4: difference a weekend makes at least for one team in town. We'll save the Mets for a little bit later on as they get swept away at home by the Blue Jays this weekend. But we have to start with the New York Yankees and the series that they had in Los Angeles. And that is exactly why. You know, all kidding aside, the predictions, you know who knows what they mean, but when I said last week that I felt like it was the Yankees year and this team was going to go out there and get to and maybe win a World Series, and I didn't say maybe, I said I think they're going to go out there and, and win the World Series this year, this is the reason why they've had a lot of these benchmark wins. I've told you guys this before. I usually write down, you know, I print out the schedules before each season, take them from the post and cut them out and then do the win-loss thing, and... For a tough loss or a great win, I'll circle it and put a little asterisk next to it. Do you know the Yankees? I mean, they have had so many, especially in the month of May, so many of those circles with an asterisk type wins already this year that they're showing you that they've got this special something to this team. I, I hate the term it factor, but I really feel like the Yankees have shown you some toughness that we haven't seen from them in years past. They've shown you the ability to battle and fight in these games without their best players, without hitting a ton of home runs. I mean, Sunday Night Baseball, that was a beautiful baseball game. A great pitcher's duel. You know, this guy Miller for the Dodgers, never heard of. The guy's out there throwing BBs from the get-go. He goes six dominant innings line with just the one hit, but yet the Yankees still able to keep pace. And Domingo Herman, you know, when are people going to stop sleeping on Domingo Herman? I'm not saying I would trust him to be, uh, you know, an ace type or whatever, but Domingo Herman has been very good. Matter of fact, and I don't need to reference the, the gambling lines here, but sometimes they do tell a little bit of a story. The Yankees somehow going into that game to win a series against the Dodgers, who have not been great this year, uh, you know, necessarily. The Dodgers have been good. They got better off to a little bit of a slow start, but, uh, you know, whatever. They're fine, and I know they're one of the best teams, but still. It's not like the Dodgers are that much better than everybody else like they were maybe a year ago, at least in the regular season. The Dodgers were, or the Yankees were plus 155, meaning they were one and a half underdogs, basically how was that even possible if you've watched Domingo Herman this year you know he's pretty darn good and I get that this guy Miller is pretty good but come on this is the Yankees even without Aaron judge that is a terrible terrible odds there by the people that set the the line and Domingo Herman was being disrespected with that line and he goes out there and bests Miller. I know he he gave up the run, but he went six and two-thirds. And just the one issue was the home run of J.D. Martinez allowing the game to be tied there. But, you know, the Yankees scratch one across, and they, they end up getting that one, another one back in the eighth. Think about it. The Yankees manufacturing runs where we haven't seen that before, really, with this team. They can do it. And I'm not saying they got to score, you know, eight runs a night and, and hit a ton of home runs, but on a night where... Runs are going to be tough to come by. The Yankees figured out a way to scratch off, uh, scratch across a couple until they get the big hit by the rookie. And it was Domingo Roman who set the tone for this game. Bullpen kept him at bay, like we said, scratching across a couple Ron Stanton with a big double. Bowers getting on base. IKF contributing. But Anthony Volpe gave the final nail in the Dodgers coffin with his big two-run homer and he's another guy that I've told you in a game that felt like it was a postseason game right going up against the Dodgers you know in LA Sunday night baseball looking to take two of three the rubber game of this three-game series tight game all the way one run ball game what does Volpe do Boom, the ball just explodes off his bat. Now, I get it. Look, he's struggled here, making some misplays in the field, still hitting under 200, and it was starting to go down. You know, he's in the 180s, but the two for four last night with the big two-run homer. And the way he hits the ball, man, when he's going right, he's had. He, even he in a, in a down year has had some big moments. And that was a huge two-run shot. And more importantly, you know, than giving the Yankees the breathing room that wouldn't have been necessary anyway with uh, with Wandy Peralta. And again, I know the game changes, but just saying, the Dodgers were only able to get that solo homer by J.D. Martinez against Herman, Holmes, and then Peralta. But Volpe showing signs, not just that he's going to come out of it now, because who knows, we've seen this before, where he's gone up and down a little bit but giving you hope that when the Yankees get to the postseason in tight games like this that he can be a difference-making bat form. He's an impact player already. With struggling, he still had a positive impact. And that's what Boone talks about after the game to where, you know, you see the signs and you see he's just a winning player yet yeah, because he's had a positive impact on the team. Not as often as they would like, not as often as we expect, but still has had that positive impact on this team and a huge two-run homer there. Now, with all the positives from this series, and it was a very positive weekend for the Yanks. You know, you lose Friday night, okay, fine, they come back and win the next two, and now we'll, um, you know, come back after an off day today as it is this Monday now on the fan, coming back after an off day to have a nice six-game homestand and uh, you know, then I'll take on you know they got the White Sox for three, the Red Sox for three, then the Subway Series, uh, and then of course going to Boston for three. So it should be a fun two weeks here for the Yankees. But with the positives of winning the series, there still are some negatives that the Yankees were dealt. Whether it is Nestor Cortez with the shoulder, which maybe that explains why he hasn't been himself this year. And then, of course, Judge, where we await the results on his toe with the idea that it could still possibly be broken. Of course, Judge running into the outfield wall because he's just an absolute freaking beast. I mean, Aaron Judge, I don't care what Shohei Otani does. I don't care what Mike Trout does. Here's what I know. And I don't watch those guys on a nightly basis the way that I would or do Aaron Judge. So it's hard to you know, – I'm not knocking the other guys. Here's what I'll say. You can't be better – than Aaron Judge is at playing baseball right now. There's just no way. The impact that he's had on his team, offensively, defensively, leadership, all the above. I think it's important the Yankees went out there and showed they could beat a good team without their best player and win a series without their best player and win a game without hitting the long ball or getting, you know, great production from Judge, obviously not being in there. You know, big difference with Judge and Willie Calhoun in that lineup. Helps having Stanton back, so you're not minus Stanton and Judge. But if the Yankees lost Judge for any significant amount of time, that's where they're really going to be tested in the regular season. And I got news for you. Even I, I think they'll overcome it. I think they could overcome that. Now, not in the postseason, not all year long, but they could overcome a stretch without Aaron Judge. They did so for the 10 games that he missed earlier. But you're always going to hold your breath when it's something with Judge. And this is a frustrating year in the fact that the Yankees start to get guys back, but then Bader gets hurt. They get guys producing. Even Josh freaking Donaldson comes back and it's a couple of home runs. Maybe Boone was right about JD. But then you start to get guys healthy. You start to get guys back. You lose Bader. And now you have the issues with Cortez and Judge. It feels like it's always something with this team, but. They've overcome it, and we know how long the baseball season is. Months remaining still here on the baseball schedule. Yankees have plenty of time to get healthy, get right, get complete. Until then, guys like Bowers, maybe guys like Calhoun, guys like IKF going to need to continue contributing. Higashioka, you know, whatever. I mean, it, whoever's got to get it done. Higashioka with the defense getting it done last night as well. But this is a team that no doubt is one of the best teams in baseball. And aside from where they sit in their division, because they're better than that. And I know it's in a very difficult decision. Toronto, obviously you saw, you saw the difference in the AL East and I guess the NL East, but just the, the Mets in general from the Yankees as well, where the blue Jays, yeah, they swept the New York team. They swept the wrong New York team. The Mets are not on their level. And and the Yankees aren't, the, the Blue Jays aren't on the Yankees level, Mets aren't on the Blue Jays level. And Toronto, one of the worst, you know, obviously in fourth place in the AL East. So it just shows you how strong that division is. That's why the Yankees are in third place, because of the red hot start by the Rays, not because of any wrongdoing on their own. They have been playing very good baseball for the majority of at least the last month now and that includes with being without Aaron Judge for a stretch uh, obviously now you know being without Stanton and uh, now without Bader again we haven't seen Rodón at all so you know all the injuries by now they got the best bullpen in major league baseball they've got the best player in major league baseball they've got arguably the best pitcher in Garrett Cole in major league baseball and then some when you look at how deep their lineup is and with the mix of the lineup as well It's not with the balance. I thought Boone has done a nice job with this team this year. Again, his X's and O's, they would still drive me nuts, even the bullpen usage, even on a night where the results are there. Just because the results are there doesn't mean you have to like the way that he handles the bullpen. So I'm not a huge Boone backer in that regard, but you hope that either it works out for him or you you hope that he learns from it at some point. From his mistakes in the past. I'm talking specifically when we look ahead to the postseason with this team, but for right now, you've got to be thrilled if you're a Yankee fan with this team. That's a fun series going against the Dodgers in LA. You showed a little bit of power. They showed some good defense, showed some excellent pitching, showed some timely hitting, and showed you could beat one of the best the National League has to offer without your best. And without having to hit a ton of home runs, I think that's a very encouraging sign for this Yankee team. Then I return home, like we said, take on the White Sox and then the Red Sox before the Subway Series about a week from today. And these two teams could not feel any differently right now, where I feel like the Yankees, even though they're banged up, even though they're, they keep hitting these, you know, they keep having these roadblocks thrown in their way or these hurdles thrown in their way, they have to keep, clearing these hurdles and they do with the Mets. It feels like everything's clear and they can't get out of their own way. We'll get to them on the other side, but I wanted to start the show with the Yankees. They deserve it. That's how good they are. I'll tell you too, as somebody who grew up a Mets fan, as you know, or should know by now, if you're listening or been listening over the last, however many years, somebody who grew up a Mets fan, I find, and, and this is rare for me because a lot of times the Yankees are so good You know, they're generally always better than the Mets, generally. I don't know if that was the case last year. I wouldn't say that that was the case last year, even though the Yankees started out like the 98 Yankees. I never believed in them. But outside of last year, let's say, the the Yankees are generally always better than the Mets. I don't know if they're a better watch than the Mets all the time. A lot of times the Yankees are so good that it almost becomes boring. Or maybe they're too far out ahead of that division. Or maybe the LA, uh, AL East is not as good as it is this year. Something about this year, I'm finding the Yankees more intriguing a baseball team. They're better, clearly. But maybe it's a guy like Volpe, who I like watching. Maybe it's just Judge, who you can't help but love watching him. You know, I know Alonzo's done it with the power, but come on. If you're watch- if you're comparing the two players, Judge and Alonzo, which-, which ones must watch? It's Aaron Judge. It's not even close. Maybe it's Boone getting on these umpires and getting tall. I'm not sure what exactly it is, but I find the Yankees right now the more interesting team of the two. Yes, they're better, but I find them more interesting as well.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Your official station to talk Giants, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
4: That back it? It's going to take me a while to get used to this, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's like riding a bike, doing the overnights. Get right back on like nothing ever, you know, never even left. Bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use promo code JerseyFAN to score up to 250 bucks with their first bet bonus, win or lose. They will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code JerseyFAN. Simply visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions, or download the SuperBook New Jersey app in either the app store, enter the promo code JerseyFan. Um, and you'll get 250 bucks courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666 is the number to call, and, of course, I do a strong Yankee open for you, and there's a call on the Mets, which I'm not going to take right now because i got to get into the Mets myself before I start talking about the Mets. And I really do think, though, with the Yankees, that you know, you look at this team, you can see a difference from years past as we started the show talking about where it's not just the results there because the results are generally there in the regular season. Generally, the results have been there. Then they don't carry over to the postseason. And a lot of times, what is it? It's the offense, right? It's Aaron Judge that doesn't do what he did in the regular season and the postseason, which leads to the Yankees' failure. Maybe their starting pitching isn't as good as their opponents, first and foremost, Houston. Well, the Yankees have now the starting pitching to match, and they have the bullpen to match or be better. You get some length or decent length from your starter, you preserve that bullpen, you use the different weapons they have in the bullpen. The Yankees can shorten up the game. Now, look, there's not Mariano Rivera and John Wetland, but the Yankees do have the ability to kind of shorten up the game a little bit. They're built, I mean, we've watched baseball long enough. There are times where you can see a good, like last year, like I said, I never thought, that this team, this Yankees team, was a great team. Never. Matter of fact, the majority of the time, I didn't know what they were because I never believed they were that good from the start, and then they started playing poorly, but their record was still still good. They had that big lead in the AL East, and I just never believed that they were what they were at their peak. And even, Look, even though they made it to the ALCS, I still don't think they were that good. But this year, it feels different. Oddly enough, in third place, what, six games back, I still believe it feels different with this team. And we won't know until the postseason takes place, of course, and we'll find out where the Yankees are by then. And the the fun about this season is going to be the chase. Chasing down the Orioles, chasing down the Rays. That's going to be the fun about this season for the Yankees. And there's a lot of fun in that, especially for a team that's always out in front generally, right? The Yankees are a team that's being hunted. They're the team that's being chased down. Well, not this year. They've got to do some chasing here and make up some ground. And look, the way that they play, maybe they could by the end of June. Who knows? And they will become uh, the chasee again or the hunted again. Big four-game series of Baltimore to start July, uh, I know we don't see the Rays for a while until the end of July. You know, beginning of August, we're getting way ahead of ourselves now. But still, that'll be a fun stretch. I mean, once we get to July, you get the Orioles seven times there and then the Rays right behind it. But for now, you get some games with the Red Sox, with the Mets coming up. But it'll be fun to see the Yankees try to go out there and win that division because that does play a big part in it. You know, when I talk about evaluating this Yankees team and talking about this Yankees team, that they could be capable of winning a World Series with with all they have on that roster. You know, we talked about with the bullpen, with the starters, and obviously with their lineup and their depth as well. And the toughest thing for them is going to be decisions to make when everybody comes back healthy, assuming that that eventually happens. But they are a you know they're a a, a ball club that fights as well and plays with a little bit of an edge, has that feisty manager. Maybe they take on some of that personality. They've shown the ability, unlike years past, to take a punch and respond. Now, like I said, again, we got to see them do it in the, in the postseason, and only then will we know if guys like Anthony Volpe will be a difference maker. If, you know, Anthony Rizzo can continue his hot hitting in the postseason. Judge, same thing. You know, these guys can't just go cold in the playoffs. And it's a short series, so I understand that things happen in a short series. And things change with, you know, certain guys can you know, all of a sudden struggle for a week or a few games and cause you a series. But that can't happen if you go want to go out there and win a World Series. At least it can't happen to everybody. Now, look at a guy like DJ Lemayhu, a guy who's been a difference maker in the past. I don't even know if he's going to be on the Yankee roster come October. Think about that for a second. That's a realistic possibility. Now, a long shot, but you got LeMayhew sitting 240 right now. Hey, that might have been one of the things that Jimmy in Jersey City was right on. Remember him, Fleeks? That might have been one of the things that he was right on hating DJ LeMayhew. He thinks he's Broken right Broken Clock on is right twice a day, Sal. I- exactly right. He thinks he's right on everything, but he actually was was right on Lemayhu. Le, he also said the done. Yankees
3: had no chance of losing to the Astros in the ALCS last year.
4: Yeah, well, no, we don't need. to I mean, we we don't have enough time, please. We're only going to five a.m. to go over all the ones that he got wrong. But Jim, I got to give him credit for the Lemayhu one because Lemayhu right now his batting average is sinking to you know two thirty nine. But do you give him any- credit when he said it when he was good? Like anybody, you know, it, it would be like if someone said like. Aaron Judge stinks now, and when Aaron Judge is fifty-five and can't hit, said, "We'll see." Yeah. I told you. Well, he did say it last year, and I, I you know, just the fact that in, in the beginning of this year, you know, it's he's been he ter- has been terrible, and he hasn't even looked good defensively to me. He's just looked slow, and I don't know. He's not looked good at all. My point is, I think he's going to be a, a guy who I, I don't think the Yankees are going to be able to rely on here. And the good news is they may not have to because if it's not LeMayu, it's going to be Donaldson. And look, the Yankees, the way that they use these lineups, it's somebody new in there every day, I understand that. But if it's not LeMayu, it's going to be Donaldson, right? And if it's not Donaldson, then you're going to have Peraza. Where the way Peraza is performing in the minor leagues, you're going to have a hard time keeping him down. Maybe he comes up and either takes over shortstop or third base, depending on what happens with Volpe the rest of the way. The Yankees are covered. I mean, they're pretty much covered at any position. They've got incredible depth. They've got impact bats. They've got impact arms that still haven't even taken them out with Carlos Rodon. So you look at them, they are loaded all over the place. But again, the biggest difference for them is going to be, can they get themselves playing the way that they're capable of playing in the regular season in the way that we've seen in the regular season in October. Obviously that's a question that cannot be answered until of course, October 8, 337 66, 66 with the Mets. We talked about the Mets, you know, just scratched the surface at the start of the show. They had a miserable weekend getting swept at home by the blue Jays coming off of a sweep of the Phillies. And it just hit me watching this team, and I'll get into the specific reasons why, but it hit me watching this team that this is going to, and I knew this anyway going into the game, because a lot of times you think to yourself, well, they can't get swept, can they? And anytime I feel like I think that, the answer is, yeah, they can get swept and they will get swept. And that's exactly what happened because this is not the team that we saw a year ago. They're just not as good. It's as simple as that. End of story, been signs that the Mets were looking like the team. Of last year, they clearly are not that team. How many more things do we need to see? You know, they didn't get swept at all last year. And now all of a sudden, they're getting swept. They they barely lost series at all last year, and they're losing series left and right to bad teams. The offense is way too cold. There's a lot of big-picture stuff there with the Mets that is concerning, whether it is Francisco Lindor, whether it is the inconsistencies of others up and down that lineup, whether it is Kodai Senga, a guy for the first time in his big league career, pitching on normal, not short, on normal rest, just cle- it clearly didn't have it. I mean, he didn't have it at all. And that's a problem. Now, I like Kodai Senga, but think about this. The Mets signed him to be their third starter. The Mets also strongly considered moving Kodai Senga to the bullpen once Edwin Diaz went down and was lost for the year. That should tell you all you need to know about where they view Kodai Senga as a starter. Now, I like Senga. I'm rooting for Kodai Senga. He's easily a fan favorite, fun to watch, exciting, new toy, right? When the the ghost fork is working, it's fun to watch, dominating. The start against the Phillies last week was a thing of beauty. However, you signed a pitcher to be your third starter that has extreme limitations. To a a point where, I, I mean, I was shocked when Andy Martino was talking about it, the story came out, to a point where he's got limitations that you know about that you considered making him a reliever. I mean, that's alarming. That's where it's a problem. It's not that he's an awful pitcher and the Mets can't win with him. It's not even, oh, well, you know, I I tweeted that out yesterday, and and some people were saying, oh, well, the offense. I'm not talking about the offense. I'm talking about Kodai Senga. I didn't say he's the problem. I said he's a problem. The reason he's a problem is because you can't rely on him to do things that a starting pitcher at the big league level has to do. That is pitch every fifth day, four days rest, normal rest. You do not want to go to a six-man rotation, and maybe the Mets are going to have to. You're going deeper into a starting rotation that should be good, but we've seen it's not. It's not really that good. I do have faith in Verlander. It's great to see Scherzer turning around. Do you really trust Carrasco is going to keep it going? I hope he does. I don't trust that he will. Tyler McGill, inconsistent. What do you want to see, more Joey Lucchese? You want to see David Peterson, Jose Quintana when he comes back? I mean, you're going to see those guys more often than, than you really want to because of the limitations for Kodai Singa, which means he is a problem. And it's not his fault. It's the Mets' fault for the way that they built this team. And it's just simply not good enough. Their stars are not good enough. Alonzo, Marte, Lindor, not getting the job done on a consistent basis. Even McNeil's struggling, and 282 is a great average when you look around Major League Baseball, but not for Jeff McNeil. And I know Marte's starting to now have an impact, which is a great thing for the Mets. They needed that. Alonzo's hit a bunch of homers, but he's not hitting... The way he was a year ago. And Lindor's driven in a bunch of runs, but he's certainly not producing the way that he was a year ago. We mentioned the DH spot, and, you know, even Alvarez, everybody gets excited about Alvarez, but you got to remember he's still a rookie, and there are going to be ups and downs with his game. They're just, you look at their lineup, you look at their roster, you look at the construction of this team, the bullpen without Edwin Diaz showing some warts. They're not that good. They're okay. They're not that good. And I think that's what we have to understand, at least for now with this team. They win three, they lose three. They you know lose a series, they win a series. They win some, lose some. It's a 500 team. And it's not good enough. Not when you have the highest payroll in baseball with the expectations to go out there and compete to win a World Series. It's just not good enough. And we get sucked in, or at least I feel like I have, especially off the sweep of the Phillies thinking, okay, because remember what was going on with them coming off of losing. It, it felt like the Mets were playing better because the bats were performing, but maybe that was just where they were playing Wrigley in Colorado. It felt like the Mets were playing better baseball, but they still lost somehow four of six games. to the crappy Cubs and the even crappier Rockies, then they come home after an off day. And I thought to myself, okay, well, they look like they're playing better. It feels like they're playing better, but the results weren't there. Maybe they could get things straight here, coming home, off and off day. Let's go see what they have against the Phillies. And they go out there and sweep the Phillies. Very encouraging. Very encouraging. Scherzer, Senga, everything turning the Mets wet. And then this series with Toronto happens, and it takes everything away. All the momentum that you felt from the Phillies series, is all gone. And now you're back to square one. Another off day, going to Atlanta. This will be, to me, a season-defining series. And in June, it's not often that you would have those. But I think this is right now where this team is at. Five and a half games back of the Braves, six in the loss column. Behind the freaking Marlins in the standings after getting swept. I think this is where the Mets need to show that they've got some guts. And I want to say another word that starts with a B, but I don't want to be crass. Especially, you know, return of the overnight. I don't want anybody to get upset. I want the Mets to show some guts in Atlanta. A place where they never do well. They have Scherzer and Verlander lined up to go in the series. No excuses. A place where, let's face it, the Mets season ended last year. The Mets got embarrassed last year. The Mets ran away like a scared little cat last year and never recovered. To this day, a year later, the next season, they never recovered. The Mets until that point, and I know they didn't play great in September, but still, right down to that series, the Mets had everything right there in front of them. They got punched in the mouth and never got off the mat. They had an opportunity to after they got punched on that Friday night. Had an opportunity on Saturday, punched again on Saturday. Had an opportunity on Sunday, knockout. Then they had an opportunity in the playoffs, knockout. Never got off the mat. And then this year, they have not been the same team. The Mets that we knew last year that won 101 games, they were not the same team, have not been the same team since getting swept by the Braves. Now they return to the scene of the crime. This is the only thing for me that can potentially reverse their fortunes this year. Go in there and show that you can beat the Braves in Atlanta and give reason for hope with this team. Speaking of which, and I'll say this before we break and then get back to your calls on either the Mets or Yan- or not get back to, but get to your calls 40 minutes into the show. You know, this is why I didn't miss the overnights. If I'm going to do these shows, you guys better call. I'm telling you now, I'm not going to deal with the talking to myself for 40 minutes. The whole point of doing this is me talking to you. We got to talk about this together. But I saw a – I was reading the New York Post with Steve Serby. He does the Q&A with Adam Odovino. And Odovino said something that bothered me because he talked about – now, Odovino, of course, from here and you know grew up a, a Yankee fan or, you know, and was with the Yankees, now with the Mets. He talked about the difference – he was asked about the difference in the fan bases. And he said that – to paraphrase, that basically the Yankee fan has the higher expectations – they expect to win, where with the Met fans, it's hope. And he was trying to say it in an endearing way, saying that that's a good thing with the Met fans, where there's more hope around the team than expectation. That's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. And I don't expect Steve Cohen's Mets to change that overnight. However, my expectation is that their expectations should change. You spend the most money in baseball. It shouldn't be about hope. I shouldn't be hoping that the Mets go to Atlanta and don't get embarrassed yet again. Shouldn't be hoping that the Mets could avoid a sweep at home at the hands of the Blue Jays. Shouldn't be hoping that somehow the Mets could make the postseason. It should be expected at this point that the Mets make the postseason. It should be expected that the Mets don't get swept at home by the Blue Jays. It should be expected that that the Mets go into Atlanta, much like the Yankees went into L.A., and go win a series. I don't think it's too much to ask in June. Instead, you look, or ever, but especially in June, just go win a series. You look at the schedule, you see the, you see that A on the schedule, knowing it's on the road, and it just feels like, oh boy, here we go again. It shouldn't feel like that. And maybe this will be it was a nice series to see the Phillies. And I know the Phillies stink, but it was nice to see the Mets wake up, take on the NL East opponent, and, and sweep them out. Last time the Mets played the Braves at City Field, at times it looked like a mismatch, but the Mets ultimately were competitive, fighting back even though they lost two of three. Well, that's not going to be good enough this time. This time they got to win. Maybe the Braves, the hope would be that the Braves bring the best out in the Mets and that the Mets can go down there and exercise the demons. And have a reversal of fortunes and get their season going here. As opposed to the three up, three down nonsense. Start stringing some positive baseball together. There's no excuse. Get the discussion started.
0: Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
4: On the band 877 337 6666 is the number to call, going till 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry back on the overnights, at least for now, because it's a weird kind of schedule. I'll be back on later on tonight, 7 to midnight. Then I won't be on Tuesday morning, and then starting Wednesday, I'll be back on the overnights consistently. So it's kind of a start and stop situation, at least for the next couple of days here, but. Uh, starting with Wednesday, we'll be on the overnights consistently. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Jeff is calling from Las Vegas. What's up, Jeff?
3: Hey, Sal, you're the best in the business. Just so you know. Oh, um, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. At what extent? I got a, mm-hmm. I got a managerial suggestion and a trade suggestion. Um, uh, Joe Madden, he's got uh He's proven he can win under pressure, and uh, my trade. Suggestion is to uh, essentially a salary dump, take on Christian Yelich's contract and get uh, Corbin Burns.
4: Well, for who you, first of all, what team are we talking about here? Milwaukee Brewers. No, no, I know that. I'm talking about for Mets or Yankees? Mets. Okay, so you want the Mets to trade for Christian Yelich?
3: A salary dump, and you take on Yelich's contract and you get Burns.
4: Uh oh! Right, I see what you're saying. Bring along Burns with him. Okay. And what was your point about Joe Madden? You lost me there.
3: I want him over Showalter. Well, it's no. Come on,
4: it's not going to happen.
3: Well, why do you want? What? Show, what's wrong with Showalter? Well, he's thirty and thirty with a three hundred million dollar payroll.
4: Yeah, but that's not his fault. You, if you watch this team, you think it's Buck Showalter's fault, or you think it's the crappy players at times.
3: It, it does Well, that's the age old argument. You got to jolt the system. You got to send a message to these players.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. And by know. By the way, think,
3: what did Stoltz Walter ever won?
4: Well, I mean, he's built up programs more so than winning. Are you talking oh, about what did series he won? of he
3: Won nothing. No yeah. matter he won but, in Chicago.
4: Yeah. Well, how did he do it in, in Los Angeles?
3: It's a di- different atmosphere out there. I no, mean, he got fired. I mean, uh, he, he he was so good. What yeah, did he win? Joe, and I mean, Joe Corey got fired too. It's about the right yeah. match and the right situation. And yeah, but Stoltz just just not the right a guy. No, Jeff, just because a guy won. If I see Thomas Nito on the lineup again, and Tommy Fan. I know he had a good game. But, I mean, they got four guys who could be cut relief, and no one would pick him up. And they're in the oh, lineup But is that,
4: is that Buck's fault? I mean, come on. First of all, you're all over the place, Jeff. One thing at a time here. Just because Joe Madden or anybody else won a World Series somewhere else doesn't mean that they're going to win it again. Matter of fact, I'd rather have a guy who, haven't, who hasn't won it because he's due to win one as opposed to a guy that already won one. A lot of times you don't see these guys repeat. Has Terry Francona won with the Guardians? No. Oh, okay. So then what
3: does it mean that he won with the Red Sox then? But well, it means that they can handle the pressure of having a big payroll in a big market.
4: Yeah, Frank I Fonte's mean, in we'll a
3: small market now.
4: And and Buck can't. I mean, the team won 101. It's not. This is not Buck. This is on the players. And you're ripping Tommy Pham. The guy had two home runs. Number one. Number two. Oh, you're you ripping want Buck Tommy Pham
3: starting every day.
4: Uh, he's not starting every day. That's what I'm talking about, though. He's on the team. Buck didn't sign yeah. him. Well, what do you want him to do? Not play him? I agree, but you got to jolt the system. You got to send a
3: message to these players. And do what? What, what do you mean, jolt the system? Si- how? How are you going to jolt the system? Take get fire Showalter, bring in Joe Madden.
4: Oh no, 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 Jeff. No, and thank you for the call and for the kind words. I appreciate it. No, come on now. This is not about firing Buck Showalter. Jolt the system. Get rid of players. How about you? How about you pay three hundred forty one million dollars for a guy who's actually good? You you. See, here's the thing. You guys will call and talk about Bach and pick on this and that, focus on Vogelback, who sucks. I get it. But it's like they're insignificant. Just like you complain about Darren Ruff. You know what Darren Ruff was? Insignificant. You know what Daniel Vogelback is? Insignificant. You know what Tommy Pham, Mark Canna are, and Escobar? Insignificant. Vientos? Insignificant. You know who's a big problem? Francisco Lindor. Because this is now year three of a Huge, huge contract, and Francisco Andor is not producing. He's hitting 213. He continues to struggle. Yeah, I know he's got a lot of runs better than him. that's not he's got to be better than that. That's not what the Mets paid him for. I know he plays great defense. He's played every day. I'm not questioning that. He's got to be better. One year to start was awful. Last year was terrific. You can't now revert back to what. Happen in year one. And this year's kind of somewhere in between, which is not good enough. We've said this all year long. The Mets are only as good as their star players. That's it. So if Lindor and Alonso and Marte aren't getting it done, they're screwed. The only thing that saved them for a little bit was Francisco Alvarez with an impact bat, performing like a star. Other than that, it's it has not been pretty. You know, Mark Canna and Tommy Pham, you know, Canna carried him during the Philly series. Tommy Pham had two homers yesterday. And it's a lot more than I could say for some of the guys who are getting paid a ton of money in that lineup or guys who have higher expectations than Tommy Pham. And back to your original point, what do you want Buck to do? You think that this is Buck's problem? You think Joe Madden's going to come in here and sh- and shock the system and do what? Oscar is calling from Huntington, New York. Oscar.
2: How you doing, Sal?
4: Great, Oscar. How are you?
2: Uh, first, I just want to say uh, <clears throat> a couple times me and you had a couple bad colds, but uh, I really appreciate you, man. I see you on the TV. I hear you on the radio. I'm like, this guy's dedicated. He's like, when do you ever sleep, man?
4: Uh well, uh, for the last eight weeks, I slept uh, like a normal person would, maybe around two or three a.m. Yeah. to you know nine cool. or so. But yeah, when I do the overnights, I don't sleep. But now, what do you mean? We had a couple of bad calls. What does that mean?
2: I don't know. One time, uh, one time, one time, you got into it about letting the callers speak and stuff, and I just wanted to apologize. You know, I, I watch you a lot and I hear you a lot, and like obviously, uh, you know, you're you're obviously dedicated to this game as we are, man.
4: And uh, yeah, so one no more uh, uh, I- I appreciate, the, I appreciate the I appreciate it, Oscar. Not necessary. It happens when we talk sports and get fiery. But I appreciate listening. I appreciate taking yeah, the time to call. And I you appreciate know, we're the passionate comments.
2: about it. That's all. That's all right. important, right?
4: All right. your Yanks are looking good. You got to be fired up. Yeah. So the thing about Judge, though, is like
2: I grew up. I'm 41, so like the the team in the late 90s. I don't remember a team ever being as dependent on a a person, one single player, offensively, as this this guy. So if this toe issue is something, I mean, we got – the rest of the team is batting 250. There's nobody doing anything. This could well, be a really big problem.
4: Well, so you just got Stanton back, right? And you just got Donaldson back, and they've already had an impact in their few games, or a couple of games, each play in a couple of games. Well,
2: we, have Rizzo uh, we in call there. Him, me and my brothers call him Donald Duck, so we don't trust him. Stanton <laughs> is clearly the best – yeah, the best playoff player we have on the team, but – can he carry us through the summer months like an Aaron Judge would, and be out there every well, day? And I post- mean,
4: how long are you saying Judge going to be out for?
2: And, and I do think I don't know. Yankees it's just, it's very concerning. You know, I don't remember the oh. teams in the being so dependent on one guy. This is one. This right, one but guy. they're not
4: though. But I don't think that they are Oscar because you look, I know what you're saying. Overall, right? They yeah. go as Judge goes. But I think that's because he's been so over the top good. That no matter what, that, when he uh, when he's performing, he's hitting two home runs a game. He's doubling left and right, driving in runs, playing great defense. Obviously, that's going to be a big impact. But they do have Rizzo, they do have Stanton, they do have other guys. You know, Volpe, who I love. Well, there was they, a
2: bat got- on Fox yep. the other night that showed uh, the Yankees the w- the way he hits in their wins and the way he hits in their losses, and it's like he bats like three eighty in the wins and he bats like one twenty in the losses. You take him out of the lineup. You got, you know, Rizzo's doing what? He's, you know, he's betting 250. There's no. There's everybody's betting two fifty in that lineup.
4: Oh no, Rizzo's hitting two ninety three. Rizzo's been terrific, and I understand what you're saying, Oscar. And look, you never want to lose a player of Aaron Judge's caliber. Period. But if they do lose him for a you know for a shortened period, I think they'll be okay. If you lose him for an extended period, you know, if you were to tell me Judge broke his foot, he's out for the season, yeah, I'd say you know what, maybe the World Series isn't going to happen this year. But outside of that, and thank you for the call, Oscar, and we do appreciate the kind words. Outside of Judge being done for the season, I think the Yankees will be fine. And I don't think it's going to be that significant, but who knows? I mean, I don't know what the broken toe would, if it were broken, how long it would keep him out for. But they'll be fine. They could overcome it. They have that depth. I don't look at this lineup. See, last year was different. Without him, they couldn't do anything. And I do think you're seeing look, I mean, it's common sense. A guy who produces as much as Aaron Judge has produced, you're going to feel the void when he's not in there. However, the Yankees proved at least on Sunday night baseball for a night going up against one of the better teams certainly in the National League but in all of baseball and the Dodgers that they can win without Judge there are different ways this Yankees team can beat you this year as opposed to years past if Domingo Herman got lit up then I'd say well yeah this is a problem because you need Judge to go out there and mash a couple homers but because Herman is a good pitcher And he's not alone, obviously, in that Yankee rotation. And I'd be a little concerned about Seve. You you want to get him back healthy and, and consistent. So there's some concerns there. But think about it. Cole, Severino, Herman, Cortez, potentially Rodon. And even with Cortez being down for a little bit, you hope that that's nothing significant. But I feel like the Yankees could overcome it. And they could win different ways now. They play better defense than they did in years past. They do the little things better, running the bases better than they did in years past. They've got more balance in that lineup. Yeah, there are still a lot of strikeouts in there, but there's more balance to go with those strikeouts. And we haven't (laughs) seen Judge and Stanton together. You're just seeing Stanton for a couple of games. You forget that Stanton can carry an offense for a couple of weeks. Now, he's going to look awful for a couple of weeks. He'll get hurt again, naturally, because he always hurt, but he will carry them for a couple of weeks. And maybe those are the two weeks, let's say, that Judge needs to miss for whatever reason. And again, we don't know what the exact issue is with Judge or how long he's going to be out. But point is, I do believe, while it's a an obvious absence in their lineup and w- would impact any team, uh, a guy like Judge being out or Judge being out because there aren't guys like Judge, but him being out, I still think the Yankees would have enough to overcome it. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Stewart, where you been? Where have you
1: been?
4: Uh, you know, I've been on yeah. the evenings. Yeah, I know.
1: But what do you think? Uh, well, three days a week, we go. I go to the gym and work out so I can beat you, beat you in the arm wrestling contest, never which won't happen. even be close. Which won't even be close.
4: It's never going to happen. I, I've been getting jacked while I was working on the evenings.
1: Oh. Uh, stop! Stop! Oh, no, I'm that. serious. Uh, I'm. A, I'm. A, uh, let's say. Let's just say this much: Brock Lesnar is back.
4: Oh yeah, the beast. The beast is back. Mm-hmm. The beast is back. You might the have monster, to mess with these. The monster oh God, has probably.
1: returned. You might have to mess with these twelve-inch pythons. I'll mess with them. Mines mm-hmm. are. Mines are getting bigger than that. Oh yeah. Mine is getting bigger than that. Oh yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, going, I don't that's not a that. joke. Well, oh, we'll I?
4: see. I, by the way, I don't know if we're doing the Mets outing anyway, but I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated.
1: Yeah, what, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, I've been I talking know. to I'm Big Zoo, and he says he's been getting on your case about
4: it. Who has? Big Zoom? Oh, yeah, Big Zoo did mention it. No, a couple people have mentioned it. I, I gotta, well, first of all, because my schedule changed, okay? Your and then schedule I'm looking got ahead.
1: messed up because Keith decided to uh, become a daddy. Correct, but I,
4: I wouldn't say it got messed <laughs> up. I mean, I enjoyed no, it. I'm, uh, I'm just kidding with that. But yes, the routine, the the normal routine got messed up. I don't know the exact schedule of the summer yet. So, yes, I would like to hang out and
1: do it. You'll figure it out, right? You'll
4: figure it out. Uh, Well, I don't want to let you down, Stuart. You know what I mean?
1: No, of course not. But you want to know what? We have to get back to City Field. Uh, But like I was saying... I still, I'm, I'm happy with the way they're playing. I hope he's not who have seriously you missed more? I saw the camera. Who couch. have you, who,
4: Stuart? Who have you missed more, me or Nicole?
1: <laughs> Why do you do that, Sam?
4: I want no. I want the truth. Why do you do that? I want the truth.
1: Tamia. Who? Tamia. That hot chick I, I sent what... you. I told you to look at
4: right. No. Oh, maybe you I did, but told I forgot you about to, it.
1: To, I told you mm-hmm. to Google up, or uh, YouTube search uh, oh, yeah, "stranger yeah, yeah, in my yeah. house."
4: Yeah, what? Well, I know. Yeah, you told me that. Oh, have you been dating
1: uh, since we last spoke? No. Oh, okay. No.
4: Have you? Have you spoken house. with Hector? Have you spoken with Hector about dating? Uh, no, I don't corona?
1: have. I don't have his number. He don't have mine. Oh, okay, oh, okay.
4: Yes, not mind.
1: Just... I mean, you, when you said, oh, uh, we can't do it all over the phone, I agree with you. But I would like to get a hold of it and talk to him, and I would like to talk to Ron Conkoma.
4: Right, well, maybe if we do set up something at the game, it will be Nicole and Ron Conkoma, it will be Hector and Washington tonight and it will be Stuart and yeah, Hector's game. cool. Right, no, Hector's the man, you, you know
1: that. Yeah, Hector's the man, and we need Taco Frank there, man.
4: Oh, of course, Taco Frank would be there. I yeah,
1: mean, we I have to have Taco it. Frank there, and he—he—he is—he's something else. The guy yeah, is he's a great guy. He's such a nice guy. So and you haven't been dating? He... How
4: are the neighbors? How's the apartment going? And the neighbors? Well no, oh, not, oh. not good.
1: Not it's, good. Uh, in fact, it's, get, it's getting—it's lo- getting worse. Ah, oh, uh, really? Brock! Brock, is, Brock has to do something. But we have to take care of that business. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah. I have—I mean, I have people. That just don't know when to back down.
4: Yeah, have you added any kills it, to your resume? What's that? Have you added any kills to your resume since I've been gone?
1: Um, a few. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding, Sal. This is really bad. I mean, it's 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 to a point where I don't talk to anybody anymore.
3: I don't really.
1: The only person I talk to is the super.
4: Oh, and whoever you call um, in the overnight.
1: And of course you, and of course the overnight, of course. And the thing is, uh, it's gotta—they gotta chill. Because what I'm what I'm saying is, the the landlords, the morons, they're idiots. They don't know the law. They only want to profess what they want to profess, and that's not gonna work. That, but you got to be careful. What if they kick you out? Then what? Where are you gonna live? They can't do that, so I'm I haven't sure? done it. All I do is play my music. I got I got two people upstairs. That are inconsiderate morons that stomp in the middle of the night. They Mm. stomp. They drop stuff. They do things in the middle of the night. When you say middle of the night, when I'm sleeping,
4: your middle of the night is different than most people. So what time is this that you say middle of the night when you're sleeping?
1: Twelve thirty. Yeah,
4: I mean that's all right. That's pretty late. I I can understand. Yeah, that's
1: late. And when you you move in with your sister, move in with your sister. What? Why don't you move in with your sister? I'm not moving to Manhattan. Are you kidding me?
4: Why, not with why that not? zoo. Got... Uh, not with well, that zoo. S- yeah, but still, you don't like where you are right now, then
1: maybe do something I about don't want to live get... in Manhattan. And I don't want to live with my sister. Me and her uh... have the opposite point of view on a lot of stuff.
4: What about moving to... Oh, oh boy, I don't want to get into that. How's Thanksgiving dinner going over, right? You know what I mean? Mm,
1: but Thanksgiving dinner, that hasn't mm. existed since uh, 2008. Why don't
4: you move out to Long Island? There's some nice uh, you know, apartment complexes on Long Island.
1: Yeah, but you need money for that, right? Well, don't you need money to live where you live? Yeah, but I have, I'm so ensconced oh. in this place. Oh. It's, just, it's annoying. You Who know what takes I mean? By I'm stuck. I'm stuck.
4: What happens when you die with the place? The city takes over, or you, like? What, what happens with that?
1: I have no idea what happens, nor do I care. Oh, okay. I mean, let's say this much: I, w- I go to a gym, I work out, uh, I build up my my strength. To where and the knee is fine. It, it got it got way better when I got this stuff called blue emu. You ever hear of it?
4: No, blue emu. Not familiar with it.
1: Yeah, B L U E E M U.
4: B L U E. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, well, it, I it, it works
1: on pain. Mm-hmm. I when I met her last year. I had just fallen two weeks earlier, and the day after, I had my knee drained. But yeah, you was were in pretty bad shape
4: as far as getting... Yeah, she helped you get up those stairs. I know that was a little bit of an issue. Hey, yeah. Stuart, uh, get, can you call me... Uh, well, you're not going to be able to call me tonight because I'm going to be on 7 at midnight, but Wednesday morning I'll be back. Can you continue calling? Because I, I miss us. I miss talking to you. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. Well, I'll speak to you Wednesday morning, so...
4: All right, Stuart, look All forward right, to it. Hang good in day. there. Good to, yep, you too. Good to catch up. We'll get to the sports next time. I need to... A little catch-up right there with Stewart. Been too long. Always good to hear that he's working on those <laughs> working on the muscles. He wants to arm wrestle me for some reason. I don't know, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Even if we get to the game. He just wants an excuse to hold your hand. Yeah, I don't know. Fleeks, did you meet him or no? You weren't there at that outing. Have you met Stewart yet? No, I have not in person, no. he's a, He's great. He is a tremendous character. Tremendous character and very nice in person. You didn't, you don't know, you know what you're going to get sometimes, but he could not have been, uh, could not have been. Nice I only feel like him. I know
3: Stuart because I've talked to him almost every day of my life for about you know half a decade and parts of over a decade. So I do right. feel like I know him.
4: Right, exactly. You become, you know, you become friendly with. Him. You talk to him every night. Right, I, I miss talking to him. For the last eight weeks or so, however long it's been since it's been on the overnights. I miss the regulars. Haven't heard from Eric and Ron Cockham. I mean, I've heard from them a little bit off the air, but not on the air. I haven't talked to them. So there's a bunch of people that I'm looking forward to talking to.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.